Welcome to Exploring Possibilities, a show about holistic spirituality. I'm your hostess, Cheryl Sitz, and if you're just finding our show, be sure to check out our website at journeyofpossibilities.com. You'll find a whole library of past guests, many, many interesting shows there. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. And if you do listen there, do me a favor and rate us as well so that other people can find our show. And if you subscribe, then you'll never miss an episode. We'll be introducing today's guest right after a word from our sponsors. Hi, this is Mario with Tech Life Balance. And I've been in the IT field for about 20 years. I have a big range of experience. I've worked with PCs. I've worked with servers. I've done online marketing strategies. I do websites. I even build online communities and help produce the podcast that you're listening to right now. I've actually been involved in IT so much that I got lost in all the technology and technology was taking over me. And I'm not saying to unplug or anything like that. What I'm saying is find a balance. I know I did. It took a traumatic event for me to learn that capability and it it was a challenge and there are obstacles and there's things you run into that sometimes you don't realize you're even doing. So I designed a program to help you do that by looking at all your technologies and just helping you embrace it in a way that it's smoothed into your life. And I like to say that we log in, log out and break free so we can have life. Contact us at techlifebalance.net and let us know what we can help you with. Enjoy the podcast. Today's guest on Exploring Possibilities is Eric Allen. He's a motivational speaker, life coach, and author. His website is changeyourworld.com, and there are dashes in there, so check that out on the title of the podcast so you can get that right. And Eric had me at his line on his website that said, be your own guru. I thought, this is somebody I have got to talk to. And the more I dug into his website, the more I knew we really had to have this conversation on the podcast. So welcome, Eric. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure. I love your site. I love what you're up to. And I guess I'll start where I I tend to start on the show, and that's to get to know you a little bit better. How did you find your way into this path or has this been something that have you been awake, quote unquote, all of your life or did you have some big awakening? Well, you know, look, I mean, I'm still waking up like everyone else. (laughs) There there are there are days when I, I recognize I think the only difference between me and perhaps other people who are more deeply asleep. Uh, the only difference is that I more or less recognize and I'm, I'm okay with the idea to say that I'm asleep. I'm okay with that. And I think that's where it starts. As soon as you become uncomfortable with that idea, what do you mean I'm asleep? You know, what does that mean? You know, as soon as you look at it as a judgment, you're stuck. But if you look at it as a way to explore yourself and learn more and more and more each and every day, um, it, it's a great place to start. So I understand that I'm still asleep in certain areas. The only difference is when that happens and something happens to me to jar that part of my mind consciousness that's still asleep, I'm able to at least recognize it and say, ooh, wow, why didn't I see that before? And I'm able to move forward with that. And that's really what I'm all about. Um, I, you know, it, it's presumptuous when people say, I'm awake and you're not. That doesn't mean anything. There's no, there's no such thing. Um, we, get, we get too involved and too caught up in, in, in spiritual BS a lot of times. Um, and we put more pressure on ourselves than we need to. So the idea for me is to just simply recognize that we are all asleep because we're in this physical reality. And the idea is to have fun waking up. That's it, to have a, have a lot of fun. 
let it be a fun exercise. Let it be a journey, a fun journey. And know that each day we're waking up more and more and more, and it's exciting and it's fun. And look at it that way. Have fun with life rather than a chore. Like, oh, you know, this is terrible. I can't believe I have to think about this every single day to to wake myself up or to move forward. Uh, it becomes a fun thing to do rather than a challenge. And, uh, and that's where I come from. But to go back and just answer the question um, about when I perhaps started to wake up, um, is, is really when I was very young. I got involved in martial arts at a very early age. And um, that had a lot to do with, with waking me up because I saw things very differently than other people. Um, I wasn't afraid to be alone in practicing the martial arts. I wasn't afraid uh, of, of experiencing pain. And I wasn't experienced of learning new things. I wasn't afraid of anything. Um, it really helped me to challenge my fears. And, uh, and that's really where it all started. I mean, I started teaching at 15 years old under some of the greatest masters from, from Japan. It, it, I started off almost as a teacher. And that doesn't, it's not so profound when you think about it because by teaching, we learn more than when we're students. We actually, it's such a great opportunity to teach because as you teach, your students also become your teachers. And so it was, a, it was a wonderful experience to at, at 15 years old to work with people who were in their 30s, in their 40s, in their 50s, 60s, 70s. Here I was 15 years old. So I was able to give and share and learn so much about myself through teaching. So all of my students also became my teachers. And that's how I've continued to look at life. Everyone I meet is my teacher. Always, every day, no matter who it is, whether it's a stranger on the street, my wife, my child, you, um, everyone I meet and talk to. If I haven't learned something new from somebody that I've talked to, that's my fault. That's my problem. I've missed something. I love it. So that tees right into your definition of be your own guru. What was on your heart when you said that? Well, you are the power you've been searching for, which is, is what I said in my first book. Um, it, it's as clear as that. And that in and of itself can be upsetting to people who are caught in or stuck in the strict limiting religious points of view where there is a power outside of you. However, from my perspective, from my point of view, that energy, whether you want to call it love, source, God, whatever, is not something outside Everything is within consciousness. Everything is within us. Uh, so obviously we've heard over and over again, you are God, I am God. Uh, that's really what it means. We're a part of everything, all that is. And all that is is a part of us. When we understand that, uh, life becomes a little more easy to navigate, I think, because we're not so dependent. We're a part of and we flow with. And uh, we're always growing, always learning. There's no limitation there is no one book, let's say, that you read from beginning to end and it has all the answers. It's an open book. Life is an open book. You're always going to be learning. You're always going to be changing. And, and from my perspective, no religion can offer that because all religions in and of themselves are closed books. They have a beginning, middle, and an end. That's it. And there's no outside of that thinking. Whereas when I say be your own guru or you're the power that you've been searching for, um, there is always something to learn. There is always something new. You're always evolving. You're always changing. So don't limit yourself. Don't get stuck. 
as you talk about religion, that's really where I wanted to go with that. I grew up a very religious background. And so for me, finding spirituality was taking what I had learned in a box and blowing the walls off the box. Suddenly God wasn't out there. God was flowing through me. It gave everything life and power and meaning, and it expanded it beyond my imagination. And so some people say you have to choose. I don't feel that way. For me, one was a great foundation to then engage the other. I don't know if I'm saying what you meant when you said it flows through us. Mm-hmm. So that's, oh, absolutely. that's what it means for me. And I think one's a great, I think they're a perfect fit for each other. If someone wants, chooses to go that way with it, what, it doesn't have to be one excludes the other. And right now I hear that a lot, especially here in the Bible Belt of Texas. I have, because I grew up in religion, a lot of friends that had religious backgrounds and they feel like I've turned my back on my spiritual background. It's just the opposite. It came to life for me. Now it's a daily moment well, by moment well, thing. Of course. Of course. That That is the idea, of course, is that it's not about thinking outside of the box. It's about getting rid of the box. Yeah. You know, uh, there is no box. There shouldn't be no box. Um, that in and of itself is a limitation. We are unlimited beings. We're unlimited spirits. We're infinite consciousness. The term infinite is 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 a wonderful word, even though our physical minds can't quite grasp <laughs> it. We can't. We, we understand what it means, but we can't really grasp infinite. It, it's a pretty... Uh, pretty crazy concept to try to understand. Nonetheless, that's what we are, infinite consciousness. So any one philosophy, no matter what it is, as soon as you say this is the way, that's no longer infinite. Right. And what fun is that? Now, again, there's no right or wrong. Everyone is here to learn in their own way. There's something for everyone, every different flavor of ice cream that you want. I don't put down anything. I don't say anything is bad or good. It's just an experience. There's positive and negative energy, of course, but nothing is bad or good. You can learn from everything. You can learn from anything. So if someone's journey is to follow, if someone's journey is to is to create the idea of a being that rewards and punishes, well, so be it. Enjoy that if that's what serves you. All I ask is keep it to yourself. That's all. Enjoy <laughs> it. But don't make me or, or or try to tell me that I need to enjoy your flavor of ice cream. That's all it is. You know, you may love this flavor. Enjoy it. Totally enjoy it. But don't go around forcing that on anyone else. That's the only thing I ask of anybody. It's just It's just respectful. I'm respectful of anyone and their beliefs, their religions, no matter what that is. I can be around anybody and have fun with anybody and enjoy who they are and what they are and what they think. All I do is offer a different perspective and say, if you want to take a look at this, it's up to you. If you don't, that's fine. doesn't hurt me. I love that. I want to ask you, you say that, that we create the world in which we live and you offer sessions with people to support them in creating the world I'm assuming that they want to live in. Is that a spiritual journey? Is it a power of positive thinking journey? Is it both? What does that look like? Well, it depends on who they are, first of all. Certainly, I've had numerous people contact me because the first thing they wanted to do was to eliminate their fear of leaving the religion that they've been brought up in. And believe me, I've worked with people from every religion, from Orthodox Jewish to Christian to Catholic to uh, whatever, you name it. Um, even people wanting to get out of things like Scientology. 
uh, because, again, it's all limited. It's all fear-based. Every one of those things, every, every religion, even though people don't want to really admit it and they, they think I'm judging them, but I'm not. It's factual. All the major religions are fear-based. There's a underlying fear. If you say this, if you do this, if you don't do this, something is going to happen to you. You're either not going to go to a special place or you're going to go to a very scary place if you don't do what we tell you to do. Mm -hmm. And my feeling is, I'm sorry, you can have that if you want that, but no, we're all going to the same place no matter what we do. How we learn from that journey, what we learn from that journey is on an individual basis, but we're all going to the same source. We're all going back to the same source, same spirit. Um, so, you know, again, when I when I work with people, depending on where they're coming from, at first it's a matter of understanding the blocks that are keeping them from experiencing life in a more profound way, from maybe manifesting in ways that they would like to manifest, breaking through certain fears, limitations. And then from there, helping them to see how much power they have. But it's a long road, especially the you probably understand this. Being in a religion can be a very, very profound experience of limitation because of the fears involved. And a lot of religions are set up so that you can't even, you're not even allowed to think about leaving the religion first of all, because even if you think about it, then on some level, you're doing something wrong. Yeah. So it's a very deep level of anxiety for people who want to break free and wake up and become their own gurus or the power, their own power. It can be a, it can be a process depending on how deeply someone has accepted all those limitations and all those fears. Yes, it can. It can be terrifying. I, well, it is for most. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and when you hear so many stories, as I've heard, of the, um, well, uh, I call it abuse, uh, whether it's emotional or, or whatever. Uh, I'm, not even, I'm not even talking physical abuse, but I'm just talking the emotional abuse of the fear that's instilled in children. Yes. Um, right from the start of how to behave and how to think and what to say and how to say it. You're not allowed to say this word, not allowed to say that word. Oh, my goodness. What happened to free spirit? What happened to letting children just explore and learn? And, of course, we have to teach them. Of course, we have to guide them to a degree. We don't want them hurting themselves. Or We have to be a proper guide without manipulating, without controlling. Um, and that in and of itself, that takes a lot of patience and a lot of awareness, a lot of awakening to to guide a child in, in a healthy way to learn about who they are without putting your own feelings, thoughts, and ideas into their mind. Even the most spiritual people, I say, you may be the most free spiritual person on the planet. The second you try to change your child to make them more like you, you failed them. Yes. I don't care who you are because the child is not you. They're an individual. They're, they're, they're a unique, wonderful, powerful spirit that needs to grow and learn on their own. They are not you. They should never be you, and you should never try to make them you. I completely agree. And yet, that ego wants to say, oh, that child's a reflection of me, and that makes me look like a terrible parent. I've heard that so many times. 
Well, what's interesting, though, however, is the child is, is a reflection, and you use that reflection in the most powerful, positive, profound way. If we use our children as reflections, as teachers, then we actually learn how to raise them in a more free environment. That's how it works, back and forth, because the child will show you a part of yourself that you probably haven't seen or been willing to look at. That's the beauty of children. They will be that reflection for you to see the part of you that perhaps need to change. They will, they will, they will show you the negative parts of yourself. But the thing is, with, with so many, especially you know, religious parents, um, they can't see beyond that. They can't see beyond that. So rather than letting the child raise them, teach them, they're going to whip that child into shape as they've been taught, as they've been told to do. And therefore, the child loses their identity. This is great. I had no idea this was the direction we were going to go in with the show. I love not having scripts, and this is exactly <laughs> why. It goes where it, where it wants to go. And that's such a powerful message for us right now because not only are we awakening, all age groups are awakening. Some of these kids that are coming in seem fully awake, and the well, parents are going, here. what do I, yes, exactly. And the parents are going, what do I do with this child? And they think there's something wrong with the child because these gifts are manifesting that the parents don't even understand. Do you, have you had some of those people that you've had the pleasure absolutely. to work with? Oh, absolutely. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. The, the children that are in place now, they're, that are the spirits that are coming through the vehicles of you know parents right now on this planet in all different parts of the world um, are, are here for a very profound reason. They're much more advanced. They're, 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 they're some of the greatest teachers. But like you say... Most parents don't understand that, and so a lot of times the children are defined in certain ways, and they're stuck on drugs to to dim them down, to yes. to stop them from growing and evolving, and to stop the evolving on this planet in a sense. And that's what we do. That's what we do on so many levels with so many children. We come up with all these incredible ideas uh, and and um, definitions. Of, of what children have and why they shouldn't be that way mm-hmm. when they're just so being so absolutely expressive in a way that we've not learned how to see yet. But rather than experience that and rather than go forward with that, we try to kill it in a sense. Yeah. You Especially know, stuff like, you know, where the kid is, is hypersensitive to sound and light and everything because, again, they're so switched on. We're looking for drugs to make it tolerable for them. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. When we should be looking at them and saying, oh, how fantastic. What are you feeling? What are you seeing? Yeah. And helping them, in a sense, to deal with that in a, in a more loving, profound way so that they can also use that power that they have, which is it's an actual power that they have and help them develop that power so that we can learn more about ourselves and advance more quickly. But we go, well, something's wrong with that kid. It's not like us. Let's just give him a drug and, you know, stop him. Yeah, it's sad. It is. It, it is sad. But this is the challenge right now on this planet there. They're, you know, whenever you have the idea of a grand awakening, you're also going to have that energy, the yin-yang energy. You're going to have the opposite of that as well. Again, not good and bad. It's just 
we're going to experience both sides of that so that we can truly see what we prefer. That's why we're experiencing that. That's why we're also experiencing the amount of violence right now in the world and fear and anger and anxiety because we are actually having a one of the most profound awakenings that we've ever had on this planet. But by the very nature of these, this profound awakening, we're also setting up, in essence, a detoxification. We're clearing out. And so all the toxins are going to come to the surface. I liken it to the idea that when when people go on a, um, a juice fast or something like that, what happens is for the first couple of days, you feel like death. <laughs> you, you feel horrible. Uh, and you don't even know if you want to continue with it because all the toxins are coming out. Right. And if you just get through that, if you can just force yourself through those first few days, your body is going to heal and be more powerful than it's ever been before. So in essence, what we're going through right now is a tremendous detoxification on this planet. So we're experiencing a tremendous amount of negative energy bubbling to the surface, almost more than we've ever experienced before. But what's happening is rather than be, you know, instead of looking at it that way and people saying, okay, wow, this is a detoxification, we're growing, we're learning, we're evolving, we're, we're awakening. Well, the mass has become more terrified and more fearful and more angry, and they just keep feeding the monster. Um, they're throwing fuel on the fire. This is this is another thing that we have to learn how to, it, once and for all, like 2,000 years, we've only thrown fuel on the fire. We believe that we have to kill people for peace, which is the most absurd, ridiculous contradiction that you can come up with. Let's kill for peace. Um, it doesn't work. Never has. It never will. But to try to convince powers that be or the masses that are in fear that there is another way, there actually is another way, you're going to be met with a lot of anger, a lot of anger and a lot of fear. It's a very challenging concept to say to people, there is another way rather than killing people. Don't you think that's the same thing when you talk about this detoxification that's happening on our planet? And I agree with you about what you're saying, by the way. Don't you think that that's also why we have so much cancer and illness? And isn't this more of... 100%. Kind of pushing us to figure out where our faith really is and 100%. where we stand? Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely, 100%. Cancer, disease, again, if we, let's just look towards science. You know, people sometimes when we start talking about spirituality and the idea and metaphysics and all that, you know, people get turned off a lot. And I say, okay, fine, let's go to science then. I'll start there because I can do both. I'm a spiritual person. I come from a very metaphysical place. But all right, you want to talk science? Let's talk science. What are we? We're energy. We're atoms. We're protons, we're electrons, we're quarks, we're bosons, where every few years we're discovering a smaller particle of energy right. that makes us up. We are all the same energy, the star in the sky, the ocean, the uh, computer in front of you. We're all made up of the same stuff. If you look under a, an electron microscope, we are all the same material, atoms, molecules, protons, electrons, so forth and so on. That's all we are is energy. So... Why then is it so difficult to think if all we are is energy that anything that happens to us is just energy and different levels of energy, negative and positive energy, cancer, colds, diseases, whatever it is, uh, anger, fear is just a part of our consciousness. It's, a, it's just simply something to learn from, not something to fear. Uh, and I've often said, and I might have said this in, I don't know, one of my books, that as soon as you can look at something as a lesson 
it will not hurt you. It will help you, including cancer and any other disease, because all that is is simply an imbalance of our energy field, which changes the energy within our atoms and molecules in our body and, and protons and so forth and so on, and it sets them off in a negative way, and therefore they turn into something that reminds us of what we need to do and what we need to look at within ourselves. It's just a meter. If we can look at it as a lesson, then we can continue or try to move forward in a positive way. This is what a lot of people are starting to look at, including uh, a lot of great doctor scientists who have spent their 50 years giving poison to cancer patients, uh, chemo and so forth and so on. And now they've come, they're coming forward to say, we were wrong. We were absolutely wrong. It's just energy and we can learn how to change that energy. These are doctors. These are you know, profound, wonderful medical doctors who are now understanding this level and trying to educate the rest of them. Unfortunately, as you know, in this society, the, what we've created in this reality is the, um, the idea of power and the people in power uh, are making a lot of money off of these ideas, drugs, surgeries, so forth and so on. So they're not so willing to change that quickly. This is all part of the process, of course. The uh, lesson, you know, exactly. It's, it's all part of the lesson, yeah. It's funny that you talked about lessons, and we had had a little bit of fun talking before we started the podcast about the holidays and family. And so where would you tie in family to the lessons that we can learn and why we're here and all of that? Where does that tie in for you? Well, first of all, the whole idea of family to me is, again, it, it's, a, it's a construct. It's something we make up. Um, we're always, we're fed these, these poetic ideas and these, these, these wonderful little limitations from the time we're born that blood is family, blood is family, blood is family, family is blood. Makes no sense at all. Family, it could, it, your family, if, if, you, if I trust you and I love you and we have fun together, your family. If my family, my blood family is dysfunctional and not serving me for my highest purpose, they're not my family. I've just come through them. So the idea for me has always been to just recognize people for who they are, even my own family. Are they genuine? Are they loving? Am I having a good time with them? Then I want to be with them. I can have fun with them. If not, I'm able to just say, I don't want to be with you. I can do that very easily at my age right now. I'm 58. You know, <laughs> I've learned how to do that very easily with, with people very, very quickly. I can do that. It's not a problem to just say, you know, this doesn't serve me. I'm sorry, but um, see you around. So let me ask you, since we talk about lessons, and I agree with that, and yet I also wonder sometimes, okay, am I, as I weed out this person, weed out that person, oh, that's not really healthy for me to be around that anymore. Is that true? Is it not healthy for us to be around it? Or is it something for us to learn to not be triggered by anymore? Well, let's look at it this way. Everyone is a part of consciousness. You and I are one consciousness. We, we are having this wonderful idea that we're separate right now, but basically we're talking to ourselves. Right. Okay. <laughs> we're really talking to ourselves. Quite honestly, we're just yes. hearing ourselves from different perspectives. That's all we're doing. I love so, that. So anyone that you meet, you may decide they are part of your consciousness. And if you're deciding at any given moment within your own consciousness that I've learned this lesson already and I don't need to learn this lesson anymore and I'm done with this lesson, it no longer serves me, then that person being a part of your consciousness is just something that you're moving away from and learning from. It's not if we look at people if we look at things as they're individuals that were hurting, then yeah, we're gonna create that idea. But 
if we're when we're looking at it from the highest perspective, we're saying that person is just a part of my consciousness. If they were dysfunctional, they've simply reminded me about a certain dysfunction within me. Now I have a choice at that moment. I can say, okay, you're teaching me about a certain dysfunction about myself. I need to learn more about that. So let's continue this relationship. Let's go on, and I need to learn more about that. Once you've learned about that dysfunction, and you've dealt with it within yourself. That idea, that person, let's say, that we're perceiving as outside of ourselves, is still going along with that dysfunction. Then you say, well, I'm done with that. And therefore, releasing that person is just releasing a part of your own consciousness, just like you would say, I'm growing, I'm learning, I'm evolving. I no longer think the way I think before. You don't judge a thought, right? You don't say, oh, why did I get rid of that terrible thought? You know? (laughs) Oh, I feel horrible. I got rid of that thought that didn't serve me anymore. I feel terrible. Well, you don't. You say, that was great. I'm learning. So why not? Why can't you just remove yourself from an individual, which is just another spirit or another part of your consciousness that doesn't serve you anymore as well? It's the same thing. We put too much on it is what we do. Yeah. Well, and you said you like to have fun on this path, and I like that. Absolutely. What's, what's, it, what's it all about? Uh, and and the, the 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 more fun that you've learned, the more fun that you learn to have, the more love that you give yourself, the more excitement that you learn to experience, the more of those kinds of people will start manifesting in your life, and that's what you'll start experiencing more and more and more. It it's it really is physics. I know it sounds like meta you know metaphysical stuff, but it really is. How, it's the science of how things work in creation or whatever you want to call it. You what you put out is what you get back. It's really that simple. And I know there's, I know all the arguments about that one too. I've heard them all. Believe me, I, I, I've been challenged over 30 years or more. Uh, you know, the the way people challenge and the way people twist and turn ideas uh, to suit their limited thinking. I, I understand all that stuff. I do, and and I try. You know, years and years ago, I. I, I you know, I would come at it from a different place, a little bit hard, a little bit you know more argumentative. You know, now I just say, well. Okay, let me explain it to you this way. Let me try to show it to you this way. If if you can understand it, fine. If you can't, then, like I just said before, I'm moving on because that's just a part of my consciousness that I don't want to deal with. Right. It's it's giving everyone an opportunity, everyone an opportunity. As people give me opportunities, I may not be any, someone's ideal, and they may say, I don't want to be with you, and I say, that's fine. I don't ever – I don't feel anything when someone says – you're not right for me, or this is not a friendship I want. I don't take it personally. I say, oh, okay, uh, that's fine. You understand who you are and what you want. That's okay. You mentioned some books. Do tell us. What what are the books that you've written? And I'm sure they can go on the website and find it. What is your your latest book, or are you working on one now? How's that going? Well, I am working on one, but I'm not going to talk too much about that. It's very different than than the the other two uh, that I have out. But the the ones I have out now are, are, are just lots of fun. One is The New Way. Um, I wrote that a, a bunch of years ago. I actually wrote it for my daughter, in essence. I didn't even expect it to be a, necessarily a book other people would read. But um, at the time, my daughter was growing up and, and very young, and she was asking me a lot of questions about life. And again, trying to help her to experience life without me putting any kind of um, limitations or restrictions on her. I didn't want to manipulate her. Um, I wanted her to be a free spirit. And so I told her to start reading all kinds of books. I said, read the Koran, read the Christian Bible, read the Torah, read everything. Look at everything. Look at every religion. Don't, be, don't deny yourself. Uh, I want you to really see what's out there. And then once you see everything that's out there, you can make a, a, an educated decision as to what everything means. 
And I'll tell you, that is the best thing you could ever do for a kid, I think. Because once a kid starts reading all these different ideas, they're like, what the heck? I agree. <laughs> what, is all, what is all this stuff? How come everybody thinks differently? And then I started to write my book, which was just the idea of free thinking, of how to be a free thinker. And because I wanted her to read it and say, look, this is okay. This is how your dad thinks. And essentially, if you, if you can look at this and take whatever you want out of it or not, whatever makes sense to you, fine. If it doesn't make sense to you, you don't have to believe it or follow it. I don't want you to. I want you to be, want you to question everything, including me. Always challenge authority, even your dad. I wanted that. I, I, I instilled that in her. Challenge me. Go ahead. Question me. Challenge me. Uh, I don't want you to ever think that I am better than you or more important or smarter or whatever. Um, I'm just someone that has ideas and perhaps some will work for you and some won't. But I just want you to be a free thinker. And that's because that's who I am and allow yourself to do the same. Such great parenting. That is great parental advice for any parent to give their kid and then be ready because you will be challenged and how you handle that will show you a whole lot about yourself, right? Oh, and I loved it. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you right now, she's 20 years old and she is just the most fantastic, spiritual, beautiful, open-minded. Uh, she helps other kids find themselves uh, who are lost, uh, perhaps, you know, who have had rough childhoods and abusive or drugs or whatever. She, you know, she's, they find their way to her, you know, uh, and, and she's able to, to help them in a lot, in a lot of ways. So, um, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's actually just a very touching and, and beautiful thing to see. Yeah, I bet. Well, let me ask you, what is your latest aha? You talk about how we're all awakening at different levels. What's the latest thing that's kind of got you going? Talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a neat response. I wasn't expecting that one. <laughs> <laughs> well, of course it is. I mean, absolutely. That's that's the joy of, you know, here you are talking to me and sharing your ideas, which, and I'm going, wow, great. Here's someone that, wow, thinks the same. This is wonderful. <laughs> this is fantastic. This is exciting. I love meeting people like you. Well, ditto. And talk yeah. about being in the moment. That's the first person that ever answered me in the absolute right now. That's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> Well, so if someone's listening and really resonating with you and wanting to work more with you about creating their world that they want, their way, their life, their way, I was noticing you have a very interesting pricing structure that's kind of counterintuitive to our business model right now. You want to yeah, talk to me about it? Yeah, I know it is. That's why I did it. I love it. Well, look, I, again, I, I looked around and I, and I see, first of all, I see tons of charlatans. I, I you know, there's so many charlatans, meaning people that... Uh, they pretend they're something that they're not. And they, you know, there's basically structured, uh, you can go online and, and get these phony spiritual certificates and, and uh, whatever. You're, you become a reverend or you become this or you become that over online. And, you know, you, you basically have read through a whole bunch of material and you regurgitate that material to someone on the phone. And that's all they're getting. That's really it. And they're charging $150, $200, $300. And I thought, oh, my goodness. Okay. I've talked to people a lot of times for free just because, you know, I know they needed help and I, and I worked with them. And they started to say to me, you know, I, I've, I've gotten more out of the conversations with you than I've gotten, you know, with three years that these people or that person or, or whatever. And I just took that as a great compliment because I, I pride myself on, on listening and becoming one with that person without putting myself or my thoughts into the person's head, but allowing that person to experience and learn more about themselves. It's just something I've been very good at my whole life. 
you know, more and more people, you know, started to, to, to ask me to do that. And I said, well, okay, look, there does, there should be an exchange always, I think, in life. And in this reality, what we have right now is an exchange of money, which is fine. I love money, and one should. When spiritual people say to me, money is no good, I say, oh, okay, who's supporting you? You know, it, it's, it becomes, <laughs> again, BS, because we've created, all it is is an energy form. It's just an, an energy form in a way of, of expressing something to each other. It's a way of sharing. So again, I just said, look, I'm going to create this website. I'm going to put it out there. Whoever wants to talk to me can, whether you have money or not. And I'm not going to charge you up front anything. After we speak for an hour or more, and I believe me, I usually go for about an hour and a half with people anyway. Um, if what I said makes sense, if it resonates with them, then I say to them, yes, please leave me a gift, something. It could be $5. It could be $10, de- depending on what you have or what it's worth to you. And it's been wonderful because certainly I've had people who are financially well off. And so they've left me very nice gifts. And then there have been some people who have virtually nothing. And they might leave me $5, $10. I offer the same respect and love to all of them. It, there's no different. There's no differential. I thank you with all my heart for 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 sharing and enjoying what I do, and um, you know, and for the gift, whatever it is, because I know that if if you don't, at least in your mind, if you're feeling some sort of lack, then I appreciate it even more if you send a little something because I understand. But I always say too that that's actually helping you get through it because if you're saying I don't have anything to give then that's the reality you're creating and you're going to keep creating that lack. Whereas if you say, yes, I'm going to give something because I know that I can, sometimes you'd be surprised how that opens up different channels of abundance. I have to tell you, I ask you about this because I was guided in a ceremony to go this direction myself. And I have been on a long journey with money. And I do feel that it's going to help me heal. You know, I've had some people come across my path that did the donation model that looked like beggars that did very poorly at it, that didn't receive much, that weren't gifted much. And so it gave me a bad taste in my mouth for the donation model because they almost seemed to repel money and they were angry that they didn't get more. And then there was just a lot going on there. And what I was shown was that the universe wants to take better care of me than I'm taking of myself. And if I will open that door and, and take that risk that I will be rewarded beyond what I could imagine. And so seeing you doing it and hearing how you share why you do it that way, I love it. There isn't a business model out there right now that resonated well for me. So yours does. <laughs> yeah, I, and it's just to me, it's just, it's, just, it's just a gentle way of sharing. It's just a nicer way of sharing. For me, with this particular kind of idea, how do you put a price on it? Now, of course, Business people will say, well, you must put a price on it. That's important. You're worth a certain amount of money. What do you think you're worth? Are you, are you worth 150 bucks an hour? Are you worth this or that? And I say, well, yeah, I'm worth a million bucks an hour. That's fine. <laughs> but uh, nonetheless, that's not up to me to tell people that's what I'm worth. I know I'm worth, uh, you know, infinite, whatever. I'm an infinite being. So I'm worth whatever you want to give me to me is infinite because it's coming from your heart 
So whatever that is, it's, go- it's only going to create more abundance in other ways. It may not be this particular way. This particular thing may not be the way to make a living or to make a billion dollars, but it's still opening up abundance in one's life so that other things keep occurring and things do keep happening and you do keep flowing because that's what it's all about. Yes. And it's giving people an opportunity to, to learn and grow as well because most people in the society are still – there's still the idea, of course, as we see in our economy and everything else, the idea of lack Right. That's a big, big thing in, in, in our world right now. And it creates a lot of anger and a lot of tension with people. You know, it's very challenging when you, and, and I do, I speak to people who are very, who have, <laughs> who are in dire straits, who uh, are really at their wits end and frightened. And it's very challenging, of course, to teach someone at that level Hey, just say you're wealthy and successful and it's going to happen for you. There's so many layers of fear to deal with and so many ideas to to break through before you can even get to that point. Right. Yes, it does work. The affirmations do work, of course, eventually. But the reason they don't work for so many people is because the the underlying fears are so powerful that, yes, they do the affirmations for a week, two weeks, two months, three months. And then nothing has happened because the underlying currents are so deep and so strong. And then they go, this is just bullshit. This is just bullshit. This right. doesn't work. This is just spiritual bullshit. Uh, I'm sorry. Can I say that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you just did. We're going with I it. Just, I just did. Okay. Um, anyway, the idea really is that, it, of course, it, it's not. This is how things work. But, you know, there's the old expression – when you're up to your ass in alligators, it's hard to remember that your main objective was to clean the swamp. Right. Um, you know, and that's where a lot of people are. They're in such a dire place. They've created such fear, such lack, such anxiety that it's very hard for their mind to, to change the idea that they're infinite beings with infinite abundance and and all of that. So there's a lot of work for all of us to do, and that's where we are right now. We're challenged on a lot of levels. And I can understand the the anger toward new age and spirituality. I understand all that anger uh, toward certain phraseology and, and ideas that new agers put out there because it sounds too pat, too easy. And okay, perhaps it is easy for for some, yes. but for some it's not. And the thing I like to say is that life is simple. It's not, however, easy. Life is as simple as can be. It's not easy. Why? Because we have learned to complicate (laughs) the simplest of ideas. Yes. Mario and I joke about that all the time. How complicated have we made this very simple thing? Yes, <laughs> we're we're pros you. at it. Thank <laughs> you. Oh, we, oh, we've we've mastered it. We are the absolute ma- on this planet in this reality, we are absolute masters of complicating simple ideas. Yes. Yeah. Yes. We and were- then we can't believe that they're simple anymore. We've so complicated them. We we will fight and and you know, <laughs> scratch and claw and 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 no, it's not. No, it's not. Life sucks. Life is horrible. Life is this. Life. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so we keep creating that complex web. <laughs> it perpetuates. We keep perpetuating the things that we don't want in our life. Yes. That's what we do. Rather than the things we prefer, we keep perpetuating the things we don't want because we're stuck in that negative idea. 
you know, what's exciting to me is that we're having this conversation, which means that's shifting. And I love every conversation that shows the shift. It's happening. It's real. It's not an imaginary phrase people are walking around saying. It's real. No, it's real. It's real, all right. And that, but that's what we're talking about before is that it is very real, which is why we're also seeing the opposite. We're also seeing that extreme detoxification yes. because that's just the nature of growing. It's the nature. You know, I, I, I liken it also to, in my first book, I talked about the idea of lifting weights. And I said, compare it to this. When you lift weights and want to build a muscle, okay, on a physical, scientific level, what you're actually doing when you're lifting a weight is you're actually tearing the muscle. You're yes. tearing the muscle. And the muscle rebuilds itself and becomes stronger, which is why you have soreness the next day after you've lifted weights or done some exercise. Now, if you liken that to what we're doing, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. We're lifting spiritual weights. And as we're doing that, we have to tear some stuff. We have to build a stronger, more profound, positive base. Certainly in the process, we're also, because this is physical reality, that we're creating that, that sense, that idea of push-pull, push-pull. So in order to slingshot ourselves into a more powerful, positive future, to do that, we almost what we're doing is we're this detoxification, this this tearing of the muscle, you know, to build up. So we're experiencing sometimes more pain and more suffering, but we can learn to tweak that and even look at that as again something that's helping us and and going to make us stronger rather than something to fear and fight. I'm thoroughly enjoying this spiritual workout with you, and your analogies <laughs> are fabulous. I. Thank you. Unfortunately, we're about to run out of time, so I just want to ask you if you have any parting thought that you'd like to leave with us today. Really, just that if I could put out one thought is that the power truly is within you. All is one and one are all. We are one with source. It's not separate from us. It's within us. And when we can really, really understand that, we can really start moving forward in, in a more positive and profound way. It is really that simple. The universe wants us to have everything we want. We just have to create that powerful, powerful resonance, vibration, and let it happen. Thank you for helping us get there with your conversations and all that you're doing. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. Would you like to be a guest on Exploring Possibilities? Drop me a note at info at journeyofpossibilities.com. Thanks so much for joining us and we'll see you next time on Exploring Possibilities.